So welcome to the Bee Body Marketplace, where we treat, support, and invigorate our human bodies. I'm joined here today with a guest, Ms. Karen Weaver, and I'm excited to get into our conversation today because she is our feature among many of our Sage Circle, where we highlight women with wisdom, women who have something to say, to share with us about health and wellness that can open our eyes to their journey um, and their discoveries and what may be helpful to us going forward. So Karen is a life coach. She is a author. She's a wife. And among many things, she's just an amazing woman. So I'm excited to talk with Karen today and see what light she has to share and bring us. Karen, welcome to Be Body Talks. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much for just taking the time to um, have a conversation with me today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I've been keeping up with you and following you for some time now, Karen. I can always count on you in the online um, an online presence for professionals to share with us tips about life. How did you come to this that you're doing? And if you could tell us exactly what it is you do. So I am a life and career coach. And um, my focus is really women who are navigating work and life changes. I mean, that's where my passion really lies. But I. I coach men and women, so and groups, but my passion really lies with women, and I look at coaching from a holistic perspective, um, because for me, it's the whole person comes. If you're coming about your job, or if you're coming about your children, if you're coming as a parent, you're still bringing the whole person. So I, I always tell people this is a very holistic approach, and also. I let people know that I'm coming from a Christian perspective, um, just so that they will know where I'm coming from in general. And how would you define holistic? Holistic, just um, embodying all, all parts of us. So um, when people come, I want them to be thinking in terms of what's going on with them physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, financially. Um, I, it's like when we look at the, the body of Christ, when one part is hurting, then the whole body is hurting. So I, I truly believe that we have to look at ourselves in, in total and, and not minimize the fact that when something is not going right in one area of our life, um, be aware that it definitely is impacting other areas of your life, whether you are um, aware of it or not. It, it definitely has an impact on other areas of your life and also other people in your life. Hmm. And how would you describe your coaching style, Karen? Um, I like to say that I'm a um, person who can listen generously. Um, I find that today, so often people don't have others to truly listen to what they're saying. Most of the time people are listening and then they're anticipating what they're going to say next and what they're going to do next instead of just really being in touch with 
what is this person saying? Um, also, I, I try to come from the Stephen Covey perspective of first seek to understand, then to be understood. Um, I, I like my coaching to be uh, a safe space where people could feel that they can come and explore, they can have um, reflection, um, and they can feel free to know that they have the answers inside of them. Um, my job is just to serve as a guide to help them to bring out what's already inside of them. Because most of us already know what we need to do. We have our own intuition um, to guide us. Um, then from a Christian perspective, people would say the Holy Spirit to guide us. But sometimes we just need to get ourselves back in touch with um, what's going on with us so that we can find the answers we need to take our next steps. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned you are coming from a Christian background. How do you think that your coaching and this holistic approach can um, can connect with what it is that's already provided in a traditional um, see church setting or um, biblical approach. Um, what does life coaching have to offer that is may not be there? Um, mm -hmm. Well, I think. Um, you know, coming from a Christian perspective, you know, I, I've had the benefit of understanding spiritual disciplines, um, practicing meditation myself. So, you know, I bring all that with me. I bring my whole stuff with me too. I, my background is counseling psychology and theology. I've served as a local pastor. Um, so I just show up this way. I mean, when I first started, I was a, I was a little, um, shy about saying that I'm a Christian coach. And then I realized that I have to say who I am because it just kept coming up in everything I did. And so I realized that I was only going to attract those people who were comfortable with what I had to offer. And so I, I didn't want to change my offer. I just had to be comfortable with what I offered was what somebody needed. Believe that there was space at the table. <laughs> apparently, apparently, I'm, I'm interested to hear more about some of the offerings uh, that you um, provide with your coaching uh, for Christians in particular. Because what I often hear is a reservation and hesitancy from Christians about going to coaches or doing things mm -hmm. that is outside of their familiarity but mm -hmm. they but they're at the same time very interested very intrigued by the work and wanting to what would you say to them to someone who is uh, struggling to sort of break in um I would just tell them to just give it a try I mean most coaches I know including myself offer um, free discovery calls and I encourage people all the time to take advantage of that free discovery call because they would be so surprised at how much they can gain from just that short amount of time um, having a coaching experience. Um, I actually offer packages um, in my coaching, one of which is very much 
um, geared towards um, leadership and coaching and living sort of an authentic life. So being able to be a leader, but at the same time be a Christian. Sort of what does that mean? How does that look? How does that feel? What is the body of someone who would um, embrace um, authentic um, leadership from a Christian perspective? Would you so, mind sharing um, a thing or two about that leadership experience? So um, in, in that experience, a person actually, um, the request would be that the person would journal and we would actually uh, be looking at scriptures and having conversation about sort of where the person currently is and where the person would like to be with regard to um, how authentic they feel that they're showing up, how aligned they feel their values are to who they are as an employee of whatever company. Um, I do offer them an assessment, which gives some insight into their personality as well. And then we sort of journey through scriptures, which are um, geared towards wherever that particular person is. And through that process, we um, have conversations. I ask questions that help the person to actually reflect on their own behaviors and make that determination as to what would they like to do differently. And if there is something they would like to do differently, um, what does that look like? And what support do they need in order to get them to where they would like to be from where they currently are? That sounds lovely. I'm actually working on something very similar in a sense. Um, it is a workplace wellness uh, manual guide for okay. boss babes, I'm calling it, yeah. Ah. For, yeah, it's for female entrepreneurs because um, I have such a heart space for workplace wellness. Mm -hmm. uh, that is typically the first place where we all chug self-care out completely just toss it out of the window it's not appropriate it's not made for this environment i need to remove myself my thoughts my feelings right. um, or then you have those who are workaholics to the point where even when they do have me time they don't use it or they don't know how to use it right. so um in thinking about longevity and sustainability and all of these roles that we take on particularly mm. as women who are already so powerful, um, just finding a way to regenerate that power for us and for the good and for the things that we need forth going. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It sounds so exciting. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> yes, I'll be sure to share it with you. It will be made available soon. Yes, indeed. Well, awesome. Now, what about retreats, Karen? Do you do any of those? If so, in what capacity? Either for your, either as a coach or even for yourself, have you gone on any retreats before? I have gone to um, Bon Secure, so, um, to the retreat center. My son is a, I would call him just a meditation expert, guru, pastor, um, and he offers uh, meditation retreats and, and I usually join um, those sessions that he offers. I am a trained facilitator myself and I have done 
um, spiritual retreats for churches, um, for women's retreats, men's retreats, um, people who just wanted to sort of explore um, some aspect of spirituality. Um, of course, that is a little shifted now that we are in this new COVID environment. Um, but I have not tried it as yet, but I, some of my colleagues have already ventured out into the Zoom world of retreat. So um, I, I'm sure that is, it will work. I mean, I think that's what God has placed us in this situation. I think we are, we are at a time where we are being pushed to be uh, more creative. And I think there are many good things that have come out of um, such a tragic experience, for sure. And how many years have you been, you said you've had pastoral um, education and you are trained in counseling. Um, is this something that you've just sort of always done? Is it just a part of who you are and then you came um, into the work formally? Yeah, I, I think that um, I love learning and I've always loved learning. I've been um, coaching since about 2005. I was in the public sector, but I've also worked in the private sector, and I've also served as a local pastor for two churches. So originally when I got my counseling degree, I was counseling under supervision, and I, I felt there was something missing. And so that's when I started to explore seminary and um, ended up with two seminary degrees and then got more involved in the church and in prison ministry and, and later served as a pastor. And then when I was introduced to coaching, the thing that really attracted me is that coaching is really about where you want to be. And I think each of those things has their place. I think counseling has its place in our society because sometimes you need to look at the past in order to figure out um, what you need to do to heal, to move forward. But there is also a very special place for helping us to move from where we are to where we need to be. And that's where the coaching fits in. And I love this idea that the answer is already inside of me. And I just need to have someone to sort of guide me and to help me to figure out the answers that I already know are right for me. I agree. The mm -hmm. answers are found within um, when it comes to focusing on the physical body for health and wellness. Uh, one of the proponents here in the marketplace that we say is that the body already knows all that is required is listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what about you? What devices and tools do you use to stay balanced for yourself um, working with other people? How do you maintain? Well, I am a um, daily exerciser. So I exercise every day. I, I work towards um, an hour, exercising an hour every day, either doing the treadmill, walking, um, riding the bike, something along that, 
those lines, um, having some quiet time. And not just at the beginning of the day, I found that I need to sort of step away and have that quiet time periodically throughout the day in order to just sort of center and refocus. Um, I'm also very healthy in my, my eating habits. So I'm, I, I pay particular attention to what I put in my mouth. It's called intentional eating for, for me. And, um, and I've really, really enjoyed that journey of just um, shifting my whole mindset around food and what is the purpose of food and, and, and why am I putting something in my mouth and what value does this have for my body? So um, I wasn't always where I am today. It was a process and I'm, I'm sure working with my husband who, who has some health challenges, just helping him to um, live a more healthy lifestyle has sort of helped me as well, just to be mindful of things I need to do as well. But um, I think the two of us have really um, moved to a, a much healthier way of life, um, especially in, in our later years, for sure. That's great the intentional eating, taking the time to be aware and to acknowledge the value that nourishment brings, not only for fuel and um, nourishment, but also for the, the gratitude of it and the experience as a human being. And mm -hmm. I completely agree. Um, for instance, yesterday was Thanksgiving, as you know, um, <laughs> and for our listeners, today is the day after Thanksgiving. Um, and we're, we're still in that warm family gathering, home food atmosphere of, of, a, of a sort. And um, I just looked at the table and there was an, a whole spread. And the, the words that everyone were saying yesterday was, this is what abundance looks like. This is what abundance looks like. And I couldn't agree more. Um, I actually didn't real not I did not realize, but it made me realize all the more how privileged I am. Um, even in this this time of lack, um, for a lot of people, we are still all very, extremely um, blessed. Um, not everyone has the same circumstances as others. Mm -hmm. I know that's true. But um, when you think of the scheme of things, our foundation is so strong. Um, as a civilization, we're pretty advanced. Mm -hmm. um, so the cares, the cares that we have, the things that concern us, worry us and maybe bring us anxiety or angst or fear or frustration, um, it really and truly is self-inflicted um, when you think about it. And it certainly is a result of our environment, people and work and things like that. But um, I, it made me think when you said, I'm being conscious of or intentional about the food that I put in my mouth. When you said that, it made me think of a choice because yeah. we all have choices and we all are accountable to the choices that we make. And you know, no one is inside our heads or mm -hmm. our hearts but us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the biggest struggles people 
are having is, is the fact that they have a lot more power than they are actually taking or using. Um, a lot of times people will say to me, but, but you don't know what he or she does to me. They make me feel this way. Um, you know, I'm upset. It makes me eat. And I'm like, no, we have a choice. You have a choice. I have a choice. Um, take your power back and um, you will be able to make different decisions once you realize that you do have a choice. It's, it's not just something happening to you um, and you have to experience. It's, it's sort of, we can't control everything that happens, but we can control how we respond to it and how we react. Mm -hmm. Being as that this is the sage circle, Karen, what season of your life would you say um, that you really began to hone your power and begin to own it and begin to use it? Hmm. Well, I really think I probably didn't begin to hone in on my power and begin to use it until I was probably in my 50s. <laughs> and um, I think that's why I'm so attracted to um, people in their careers in the 30s and the 40s when they, you know, they're working towards the promotions and, you know, got to get ahead and got to do this and got to do that um, just to try to give them gentle reminders of, you know, when it's all said and done, some of those things that you're chasing will be of so little value to you um, when you get to the end, when you get to the end of your journey and when you're sorting through what do you want your legacy to be, those types of things. So, but I, I would say certainly it wasn't until I was maybe in my 50s maybe it was even sooner i don't know because when i think about it my my husband had a massive stroke when he was 39 so i had to do a lot of um, shifting um, at an early age just as a result of him having a massive stroke and um having to you know pick up things that he couldn't do and work with him and with with, with our children to get through that that's that season, especially those first couple of years. So at 39, and how many years following were the effects of his stroke? And how did that affect your life? Um, well, actually, when my husband had his stroke at 39, he was half paralyzed. He never worked or drove a car again. So basically, um, our life changed right there at him when he was 39 years old, when he had this, when he had the, um, the stroke. So it was, it was definitely a life-changing experience. And um, especially since I've, I've had more time now to sort of reflect on that, because now that I'm taking care of my dad and my husband, I've stepped away from a um, formal workplace and I'm really, more focused on you know doing things that nurture me and doing things that um, will bring me joy um, for the time that I have to, to to manage so so what things bring you joy Karen what things bring me joy oh well of course my children bring me joy and you know 
have three sons, two granddaughters. Um, so certainly my family brings brings me joy. I love coaching. Um, I, I have um, several coaching arrangements and I'm now able to do um, coaching with people all over the world. And I, I love seeing what people, especially the young people are doing all over the world and just seeing that people are choosing to live their life in many different ways. There's no one way to live their, live their life. And I'm just so blessed to have an opportunity to sort of to see that firsthand. Um, I like to read, I like to crochet. I'm always in some some type of class <laughs> somewhere. And um, I like to write and um, I wrote my first book for therapy and I um, and I I plan to to write a second book on, on caregiving and also I'm working on something in the area of coaching as well. So, and where can we find your books? Oh you can find my book on Amazon, Reaching Up for Comfort. And it is a, a book of my caregiving experiences with my husband, my mother, my father. And it also has scriptures and it has um, coaching questions in it. And it has places for people to write down their own thoughts um, as to how the, the scripture that goes with the story might apply to their own experiences and um, what they might want to, the whole goal was to see if caregivers may want to share their own stories and just to give them some, some way to sort of think through and process their own thoughts. Nice. I'm always a fan of books that you can write in and um, make personalized. Yeah. So I certainly hope that um, our viewers and listeners will find interest in Reaching Up for Comfort by Karen Weaver and purchase it on Amazon. They have their very own Karen experience. <laughs> yes. So you said that you have an international reach and you like to focus on young professionals in the 30 to 40 professional age mm -hmm. How do people connect with you? How do they get in contact? Um, the best way to get in contact with me is to uh, reach out to me through email, karen at crosswalkcoaching.com, or to connect with me through my website, karenweaver.net. And um, you can definitely look at some of my services, my experiences. You can find out more about my book and um, certainly reach out to me if you're interested in, in having a, a free discovery call. Lovely, cross walk coaching. Yes. Awesome. Well, I am so glad that I got a hold of you today here, Karen, and got a better understanding of the work that you do and the coaching and counseling that you offer. Um, I, since the first day I met you, felt a very strong connection um, to your wisdom and you had a very caring uh, spirit about you and very genuine too, um, very genuine. I can certainly sense that you are a good listener. So I know that anyone who decides 
to work with you will certainly benefit from that. And I'm so glad that you are a woman of color who's offering this and a woman of faith who's offering this uh, for those who need it, who struggle to trust, especially in our ground. Mm -hmm. It's very hard for us to open up to others. We just constantly feel judged, even by the people who are there to help us, making us even more skeptical um, and not even trusting our own judgment on top of that. So just a lot of um, um, confusion there um, when it comes to reaching out. Um, but I love what you said earlier, just try it. You know, if you're interested, if you think yeah. you need it, if you wanna learn more, after all the thoughts have circled around your head about what could be, what it'll be like, how you'll just try it. Just, mm -hmm. and, and I wanted to also ask too, you know, and especially since you are, you offer pastoral care. Um, I think another place where both men and women of faith struggle is that permission. Mm. That, yeah, what do you think about that? About permission to be coached or permission to be helped? Is yes. Okay. Or even permission that you give yourself. Um, mm -hmm. often, often we are taught that we cannot do anything without God. I mean, even the word says it. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. But how do we begin to take those words and not... Um, not put them in a, and not place them so literally to the point where we are at a constraint. Mm -hmm. And we, because the word also says that we are supposed to confide in each other. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I, and I think too, we always must remind ourselves that that God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, they only have the best for us. They only, um, mean good for us so certainly god does not want us to hurt god does not want us to be stuck god does not want us to um, not know how to live out the will he is um, presented for our lives god does not want us to feel that we have no way to be healed um, god is there for us and so i think we have to realize that coaches, counselors, pastors, um, mentors, all these people have been put in place to help us on our journey. And and no, none of these people are ever going to um, replace God, but God has put everything in our path to help us. And people crossing paths is the way that we sometimes get the answers that we need to those dilemmas that we find ourselves. So um, reaching out for support is just a way of opening ourselves up to what does God have for me um, in this opportunity or in this exchange or in this conversation that I might not have otherwise had access to. So if a person is of faith, I always tell them, you know, you have to lean on your faith but always remember that God uses people and he doesn't use um, 
anybody. It, he doesn't have to doesn't have to be like a movie star person. God uses ordinary people to get his work done. So um, I encourage people to to embrace that and like I said, just give it give it a try. It may or may not be for you. Now it's beginning to come together the crosswalk coaching. Ah, I see. Yes, very nice. <laughs> Well, to leave us off, Karen, uh, if you could maybe share with us um, a quote, um, a choice scripture, anything that's on your heart in this moment that you'd like to share with us and leave us with, um, the final words of wisdom in our mm. circle coming. Well, I think that the thing that most comes to mind right now was a thought by um, Maya Angelou when she talked about um, people may not always remember the things you did, but they will remember how you make how you made them feel. And I always took that in such a powerful way because I remember um, going through my career and always worried about um, crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's and. Um, things that I may not have done exactly correctly and then I realized after my formal career was over in the public sector that it really was how I made people feel that lasted over anything I had done and the people that stayed connected with me it was because of our interaction and something I did to maybe encourage them or empower them um, or to make them feel better as they were going on their journey. And I realized um, just how powerful that is when we think about um, sort of the big scheme of a career. So that would be the thing that comes most to mind at this time. Thank you for sharing that. That was lovely. Yes. Well, thank you all for listening to Be Body Talks with Karen Weaver, as our special guest in the Sage Circle. Please continue to treat, support, and invigorate your human body. Be Body.